Hello there. You are listening to the Light FM's Girl Talk podcast brought to you by the Stoner Group at UBS Financial. My name is Carol. This is Alicia. My name is Trisha. You ever have somebody say something that absolutely like rocks your world? You mm. can't get it out of your brain. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do that a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, counseling this helps. Podcast. Just send me a bill. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had Laura Story, who's a phenomenal artist and a singer, songwriter, worship leader. Um, she's written a new book. Um, uh, her new book's called I Give Up. We'll, we'll post a link to that in the show notes for you. So that's coming out soon. She's got some new music coming out soon, too. And she stopped by the radio station, and we were doing an interview. You know, we do the interview. Tell us about your what's going on in your life, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so we were talking, and she said this. She said, if God calls you to do something and you say no, that is disobedience, which I was like, okay, right. I'm on board with that. Got it. And she said, but... If you do three things halfway, that is also disobedience. Yeah. And that, my mind exploded at that moment. I was like, oh, my word. Mm-hmm. You know, because we think of obedience probably, at least for me, I, don't, I won't say we because it's me. I think of obedience as doing more, not doing mm-hmm. less. Mm-hmm. And I have really been challenged, especially recently, to think smaller instead of bigger. Mm, like, awesome. what are the what are the things that God is calling me specifically to? To she she went on to say, you know, I only I'm the only mom these kids are going to have. Mm. So if I do things to keep me from being a mom of these kids, then I'm not doing what God called me to do. But she also said this too. It was such a great great piece. She said, um, she said, but I also have to make sacrifices. To show my kids that Jesus is worth it. I was like, that. I mean, this is transformation. <laughs> wow. As yes. I drag my kid to every concert and flea dip and blood drive in the United States, uh-huh. you know, sometimes I feel guilty for that. But um, I, I love the way that she put that because I think our minds, when we think obedience, we're thinking doing everything. But God didn't call you to everything. Well, he wants you to do the one thing he has called you to do it well. And I, th- but, but here's the thing. I think we even get caught up on that one thing. Like we think there is one thing that God has called you to do. And, and, and I don't think that's necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there, you know, obviously he's called all of us to be moms. Yes. You know, that is a calling. We have children. But he's also called us to a ministry mm-hmm. here. Yes. And so we want to do that well while we can. Yes. Um, and, and he's also called us to, to ask things outside. You know, you, both of you are, are wives, so he's called you to be a wife. That's also, so there's not one thing that he's called you to, but he's called you to several different things. But to do them all well, where do we, where do we get off base with feeling like the more we do, the more he's going to love us? That is a great question. And I was thinking today that there are little things that he calls us to do mm. in the moment also but if I'm thinking about the next thing or three things down mm-hmm. in my schedule, then I can't do that thing in the moment well. I'll tell you the story. So I dropped my car off to get serviced, and I took um, a Lyft home, like like an Uber driver. Yeah. Lyft oh, home. yeah, yeah. Well, I was running tight on time, mm-hmm. and I had everything scheduled to the minute. He took a wrong turn. Oh, no. And it was a long, wrong turn. You know, one of those, uh, like, next exit three miles. Those are so stressful. Yes. And I'm frustrated because he's supposed to be the driver. He's supposed <laughs> to take me the right place, you know? And he was chatting, and he was a very nice person. And so, anyway, we go, I would say, 10, 11 miles out of the way. Ooh. And so now my schedule's blown up. And in that moment, I'm feeling really super frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of in my head going, well, I'm going to be late to work, and kind of gritting my teeth. <laughs> and then it hit me. 
that I, I need to be kind to this man, mm-hmm. that I need to let that go. And that was what I was being called to in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that was what it was all about. Even though I know I was going to be a little bit late to work, and then I had all these other things that I had to do that I had to get on track with, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I had to be obedient in that moment to show him that I wasn't angry about mm-hmm. his mistake, that I make mistakes, that you know there's grace. Yeah. And then... I didn't even think about it, but he's driving me to the Billy Graham Training Center. <laughs> you know, right, right, so, and yeah. I've been a little bit frustrated. That would not have been good. I'm going to be like, yeah. could you drop me off at Arby's <laughs> right there? I'll just take I'll it from there. But, but you know, <laughs> in that moment, I could feel God calling me to to show him grace. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm a big believer in God inconveniences. Because I believe God will inter- interrupt our schedule for for divine yes. appointments for different things, um, and, and I don't always answer when He calls. I'm like, oh, wrong number. <laughs> yeah, um, but <laughs> but I, I will tell you that in those inconveniences, I've learned to look for like, what is it here? Mm. You know, what is it here that I need to see, or who is it here that I need mm-hmm. to talk to, or who is it um, that that I need to give my attention to? Because you know. Probably one of the things I would have done if I'd been that car is I'd pulled out my phone and started texting people. I'm going to be late. And we're I, I pulled out back. my phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to push this back. Yeah. I need to five more minutes here, whatever, to try to make up the time. And I think we miss those opportunities mm-hmm. that are in front of us because we see them only as inconveniences. Mm-hmm. That is such a good Well, point. I think it's when you say you, you kind of ask what well, I think if you take a second and you don't have to say it out loud, but I think if you say, hey, God, what? What what am I supposed to be doing right now, or what mm-hmm. am I supposed to be looking for? Is this is this something that you're causing that I need to be more present, or wh- who do you want me to see or speak to? Or mm-hmm. it just may make you pause a little bit and reset your mind so that yeah. you can see what he may have put in front of you. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking yeah. about this yesterday as we were wrapping up prayer time because we were sharing prayer requests with our team, and there was a a gal in there who knows a family who's one of the Several members of their family are in the military. One of the guys mm-hmm. was supposed to go back and be deployed, and he broke his wrist. So it was pushed yeah. back yes. four weeks right. or six weeks. I don't remember yeah. exactly when. Well, news came back that his uh, platoon had been attacked, and five guys were killed. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there thinking, my goodness gracious, I'm so thankful for a broken wrist. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah. those other five families, I'm, mm-hmm. of course, grieving with them and, and so yes. sad about what happened there. But for this one family to see God move in such an extraordinary way because they said when he broke his wrist it was not a good thing because he was going to delay his deployment frustration exactly not with his team and all kinds of and and just family adjustment and you know all of that is just so frustrating to have to try to reset when something like that happens and i think too i think it's important to um this is one thing i'm trying to model for my kid is to really manage my emotions when things don't go how I planned. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm not good at it. I'll just go ahead and tell you. I have to apologize a me. lot <laughs> because I get it wrong. But um, there's one situation in particular that still makes me giggle to this day because of the whole conversation we had after the fact. So um, we were on the way to a station event, my daughter and I, and um, we had to stop at a, a like a 
like a convenience store to get some snacks and stuff because we knew we were going to be out in the sun for a long day, so we need some water. And there was a homeless person there at the convenience store. And so we go into the convenience store, and I just start grabbing all this stuff, and her eyes are getting bigger by the second. She's mm-hmm. thinking, this is going to be like a snack-a-palooza. <laughs> right. I am so awesome. excited about this. And when I went up to the counter of pain, she wasn't paying attention, and I had them separated out. Um, in one bag and, and then a, a bag for us and she was just like so pumped and we get out to the, to the outside of the convenience store and I just said hey I thought you might could use a snack today and, and, and like mm-hmm. half to, to three fourths of our snacks went to that person and she just looked at me like oh. you know she just thought she had this expectation yeah. that all that was for her yeah. you know and then we got in the car and, and I started talking to her about it I didn't say anything in the moment but the conversation that we had after that was so telling because I think that um, when we're that age, especially, you know, like elementary school, middle school age, we think it's all about us. And she Mm -hmm. was like, my mama is all about me right now. Mm -hmm. And she's getting me all these snacks. (laughs) Funyuns for days. You know, and well, they were healthy snacks too. So that should have been her first giveaway. But but we had a really great conversation about seeing needs and meeting needs with the things that you can. You know, um, and I don't like to say I don't always get it right. So do not hold me as an example because sure as the world, you'll see me at the bilo today and I will be losing it. <laughs> so don't in any way think I'm bragging because of that. I'm just saying that in those moments, if we can take yeah. a deep breath and think to ourselves, what am I supposed to see in this inconvenience? What am I supposed to to um, how can God use me? And if you hadn't taken that second, you probably would have plowed right by. Made me not yeah. even notice the person there. Yeah. So, and you're right. The kids are watching us. Every single thing we do, every reaction mm-hmm. that we make, the kids are watching. So they that's are. so powerful. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's go with scary. Yeah. Let's go yeah. with scary. And you know the the old phrase that kids are kid. Uh, kid Lessons are caught, not taught. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think about how much time I spend trying to teach my daughter, you know, the principles of life and the character that I want to have and see in her. And so much of it is is she's going one ear and out the other. <laughs> yeah. But so much of what I'm living in front of her is what yeah. matters. And that is hard. And it's not necessarily what we're telling them. It's what we're showing them. Yeah. There you go. And, you know, this is striking me because... You know, all of the activities we try to get our kids into. Yeah. Thinking about college. So, yes, you will be doing band and you will be doing <laughs> science club and you will be doing student government. <laughs> right. How are they supposed to do it all well and be obedient right. if we're, we're loading mm-hmm. them down with too much stuff? This is a good reminder to me as school gets kicked off because I basically told my son, oh, you'll be trying out for jazz band. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but, and he's like, well, I don't know if I really want to. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I think you do. <laughs> but now maybe, you know, maybe I need to pull back because we have to be obedient in what God tells us to do and not do three things halfway. Right. So they do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, well, and I think you want to provide every opportunity for your kids. So if they show a, a particular interest in music, you yeah. do want to encourage them in oh, that yeah. way because they don't know, yeah. you know, but <laughs> we, we also have this, um, the, this thing around my house that we talk about, um, you have to decide. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to teach my kid right now priorities because mm-hmm. I, I don't I didn't learn that very well for whatever reason. Or maybe I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Probably is more the case. But I didn't learn like this is the most important thing. Let's do this first. Mm-hmm. And then everything else can come afterwards. You know, if you have a project or a book to read, that's the first thing on your list. And then because I think priorities are 
I think that goes back to the whole speaking about obedience and disobedience, your priorities and what God has called you to. Obviously, he's called you, you gals, to be a wife. I don't have that call, so my priority is to be a mom. But it's also, I I feel very strongly to serve women, and so I do that Mm -hmm. in my local church. Mm -hmm. I feel very strongly to serve here at this ministry, so I do that here. So I think don't get so hung up on finding your one thing, because I think for so long in, in my young adult life, when I was a single gal, I used to like, there's one thing I'm going to do. There's just this one thing that God's going to call me to do. And it wasn't one thing. Well, and I think over time, too, it changes. You know, they well, always tell you you're going to have five careers. And as a young person, I was like, there's no way. I went to school <laughs> for this one thing, and right. I'm going to do that yeah. forever. And then you get into your career, and you're like, you know, just different opportunities yep. are placed before you, or you feel called differently as you age. Could it be, could it be that you you get more specific about your calling as you get older? Yes. Yeah. Because here's what I think. All, like there's none, there is one calling for all of us. I mean, as believers, Jesus has called us to make disciples. Yes. Go make disciples, whether mm-hmm. that's your kids or your spouse or your community or through a radio ministry, whatever it is, you're to make disciples, to, to, to know Christ and to make him known. And so that can look a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And so I think we maybe need to get broader with our one purpose and how it looks, not get so hung up on how it looks. So mm-hmm. if, you're, yeah. if your goal in life is to know Christ and to make him known, that doesn't matter if you're a radio DJ, a sanitation worker, a mail delivery <laughs> right. person. Um, a, a barista at Starbucks, you're going to be knowing Christ and making him known through everything that you do. So God didn't call you to be, you know, uh, just a housewife. No, he called you to know him and to make him known as a housewife. Mm-hmm. So if we get if we, if we could push away the titles just for a minute and yeah, really drill down to our, our purpose as who we are as believers, um, I think that we would, <laughs> our view would open up. Because I thought... When I, I thought I went to school, and y'all are going to laugh when y'all discover this, because I thought I had a, I had a communications degree with a concentration in journalism. Can y'all imagine me in a newspaper? <laughs> I would be a train wreck because I could not a bit more stick to the facts. I would have to tell you about what color her blouse was and what kind of trees were. You know, you'd be I, the most fun person. That'd be, that'd be, <laughs> yeah, that'd be for sure. I also would be probably out of a job right now. But. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I just thought that was what God was calling me to do because I love to write. Mm-hmm. Now, do I still write? Yeah, I do. Not every day, but um, I do write a lot, and it looks a little different. But I was looking for that one thing, that one right. profession, that one job, right. that perfect fit, and I don't think it's that so much. I think you have to drill down to your purpose and who you are in Christ and get your identity right first and know him, and then he gives you a lot of different outlets. Yeah. Yeah. To, to to live that out. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes okay. it makes perfect sense. And when you have that as your purpose, as that as your goal, you are accomplishing your purpose when you go to the grocery store. Yeah. Or oh, when absolutely. you buy something mm-hmm. from a telemarketer or all of those things and go I, toward that purpose. I, yeah. Good and works. I, th- I think when when you really nail down your purpose, it makes it easier to solidify if you're being obedient or disobedient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you have a greater sense of filter to run everything through and to say this either, you know, meets up with my, my purpose yeah. or it doesn't. 
Does that make sense, or am I just walking that's around? Great. That's sense actually okay. great because you know, in the previous podcast, we were talking about saying no to things, and if you know your purpose and know what you're supposed to do and know your calling, then it makes it easier to nail that down and to be able to say no. And then I think you won't have the guilt because you'll know mm. this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. That's great. And I think if you make knowing Christ your first priority, yep. which you can't make Him known if you don't know Him. I'd yep. say that. If you make knowing him your first priority, you will also protect your Sabbath, which we talked about yes. last time, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We don't have all the answers, but we would love to hear from you about mm-hmm. obedience, about disobedience, about your call. We would love to have your thoughts. You can always email us at girltalk at delightfm.org. Also, we want to say a great big thank you to the Stoner Group at UBS Financial for being great supporters of this podcast. And hey, don't forget, you can share this podcast with friends and we would love for you to do that. That's how more people learn about us. If you are, if you have an Apple device, please leave a comment or a review on iTunes because that helps us get uh, more people, the message out to more people. We would love to do that. You also can subscribe there so you don't miss a minute of what goes on here at the Girl Talk Podcast. So thank you for listening today, and we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Light FM's Girl Talk Podcast.